I'm in recovery from my dick surgery. So you'll get no intro from me. But this is fighting with myself. And you expect nothing else. So I'm gonna give it hell. Don't you know I made this up right before I hit record? I need this shit to end. Cause I'm really getting bored So before we get Homo FOMO It's time to start The show Oh, welcome to the Fighting With Myself podcast The podcast for the above average MMA fan Hosted by an above average man. And I am that man. My name is Juice. And welcome to 2020. We made it. So before we start this show, um, first of all, as you can tell by that intro, um, just had surgery on Friday. And um, you might think I'm woozy from the painkillers. But I actually don't believe in those, especially not opioids, which is what they gave me. I had one, and then I fucking had a withdrawal like seven hours later. I was in fucking cold sweats, and I was like, oh, fuck this shit. So it doesn't really, like, that stuff doesn't really work on me. What only form of pain management I subscribe to is cannabis, which I'm uh, basically on bed rest, so it's very hard to do that when you're laying down. Like, I can't even fucking move, really. So, um, yeah. Um, skipping that all together so I'm just in pain so we're gonna just keep it pushing so my man Ray likes to say we're just gonna push through this pain and uh, give you guys the best show I can under those circumstances so uh, with that said we're gonna cover some bold predictions for 2020 and uh, I'm gonna give you my um, 2020 resolutions then uh, as always you know positive shout out and uh, oh we got an acceptance speech from last week that just barely didn't make the cut um, they, they sent it to me like a few minutes after I hit publish and I was like, don't worry, I got you. I'll put us on next week. And um, I would like to extend that actually to anyone else who did not send one in um, or you sent it, but maybe I didn't receive it because I played everything that I got. So if you listen back, you didn't hear it. It's because I didn't get it. Um, so yeah, I'll extend that to next week as well. And um, then we got some news tidbits to come over uh, to cover <laughs> some juicy little fight announcements that dropped. And um, as always, the form is on and popping. First form of 2020. We've got to make it a good one. And uh, then I'm going to preview next week. Um, so these are uh, bold predictions for 2020. And actually, when I had said this last week that we were going to do these, I meant it to be just for you guys. And I was just going to talk about something else because I don't like to make those very often. I don't like to do that. And I, and I didn't. I thought if I had that as my topic that I would kind of have to do like a whole like, oh, what are they going to be the champions come the end of 2020 or something like that or, you know, make things like really like hashed out. And I was like, you know what, I just I got a few actually good ones that I'm thinking about that I wanted to drop for you guys. Um, and again, they are bold predictions. I'm not by any means saying like this is for sure going to happen, you know, whatever, you know, we're just putting it out there so that, you know, if it does happen, of course, I'm going to get credit. Uh, and if it doesn't happen, you can play this shit back and roast me, as you always do. Like, whenever I make those tweets that are like, you know, oh, this fucking, watch this happen or whatever, and it doesn't happen, some motherfucking trolls always like to quote tweet and be like, well, this aged well, you know? So, I hope this ages well, non-sarcastically, and if it doesn't, fuck it. Play that shit back. It's free advertising for me, bitches. As you can tell, I'm in pain, so I'm irritable. <laughs> fuck. But uh, yeah, first uh, first bowl prediction for 2020, and this is coming up real soon, dude. It's coming up real soon. Roxanne Modafferi is going to not only beat Macy Barber, but she's going to send her back to 115, dude. Macy tried to cut, test the water at flyweight. You don't remember, she started her career at strawweight and started in the UFC at strawweight. But she decided she didn't want to cut weight anymore. And I think Roxanne's going to show her that weight classes are there for a reason, and uh, she's going to bully the bully and send her back to 115, dude. 
And that's it. You can write that down. And we're not even going to get into why. You know, all these people tagging me in these fucking breakdowns about Macy having heavy hands. Dude, I'm not here for it. I'm not listening. I don't give a fuck. Dude, Roxanne has not been KO'd by anything other than the floor. Do you see Macy hitting a slam? Fuck no. Fuck out of here with that. Ha. All right. Next up. This actually sort of involves Macy, but not really. Someone that was linked to her not so long ago. Paige Van Zandt, if you remember, um, she was the target of Macy's bullying. And uh, yes, I do mean bullying. Uh, Paige Van Zandt is fighting Amanda Hibas coming up. And uh, I may have talked about this on the podcast already. If not, I'm not going to. It's not something that I'm like, you know, really excited about other than uh, seeing Amanda Hibas do work. Uh, by the way, shout out to my man Buddy at MMA Marks. Biggest Amanda Hibas fan I know. Uh, I think I got her, him a follow from her on Instagram. If not, uh, definitely a shout out. Some sort of interaction between them. So you're welcome for that. And uh, first of all, Amanda Hibas is going to work Paige Van Zandt. And I say that as like, I'm not like a Paige fan really. Like I was defending her against the Macy shit, but that was just because of, I hate Macy. But like, I, I really like, I wish Paige well, but I'm not like going to be like, oh yeah, dominate, whatever. Like Paige going to get worked. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. I mean, Amanda Hibas, um, you know, basically pieced Mackenzie Dern up on the feet and was able to, like, survive her ground game. And uh, so if she can do that, like, Paige's best asset is her grappling. And she is not going to out-grapple Amanda. And she is definitely going to get works on the feet. Uh, So, like, this could even be, like, the Rose fight, to be honest with you. Um, Amanda is going to fucking rearrange Paige's face. I say that with the utmost respect, but that's actually not the part of the prediction. Uh, what I'm predicting is that after that fight, because it's the last on her UFC contract, Paige is going to sign with Bellator. And this is actually win or lose. I mean, it's a winnable fight for Paige. You know, it's not like, you know, it wouldn't be the craziest thing if she won, uh, you know, but either way, I think they've lost interest in her and um, she hasn't said any, like many favorable things about the UFC recently. And I think Bellator is going to throw her a nice fat check, a nice fat offer um, at the end of this fight. And uh, she's going to get a, uh, uh, she's going to like to, to be in the same organization as her husband. So I foresee Paige going to Bellator in, uh, you know, 2020 sometime this year. And I believe that fight's happening in March sometime. So it's, it's, you know, I think we can, we can expect that to happen you know, there's a 90-day um, negotiation period where they have to match any offers. So, you know, we'll see that we'll see that Bellator contract by July. You know, latest. Now, these next two are really bold, and I don't mean really. I just mean like there's a lot of moving parts. It's kind of like, well, this has to happen, then this has to happen. So, you know, if any one of these things comes true, I'm going to be I'm going to take credit for it. So my first prediction is that if Connor beats Cowboy, and I'm saying if because, you know, I'm actually going to pick Cowboy in this fight. I think he can, he has the tools to get it done against Connor. Um, but if Connor beats him, it is a very beatable, winnable fight for either guy. I think it's a lot closer than a lot of people are making it seem kind of disrespectful. But um, if Connor beats Cowboy, his next fight will be against Jorge Masvidal for, well, at 165, either for the inaugural inaugural 165-pound title or some sort of, you know, BMF title with a fresh coat of paint, some sort of revamping of that. Um, I definitely think he's going to fight Jorge with a win against Cowboy. And I believe it's going to be a 165. That's the main thing. A lot of people have been predicting that. I think even Connor said that. You know, in his sort of like 2020 season, as he's calling it, he wanted to fight January 18th and then fight the winner of Nate Jorge, which obviously is Jorge. So it's not like I'm predicting that as a big thing, but I think the 165 is the main thing I'm kind of thinking is going to happen, you know, um, especially with Dana being like, oh, he's too big for him. Like maybe he's going to be willing to give 165 a try, you know, for Connor. And that said, um, this next one kind of involves Connor a little bit, mostly Tony. Um, so my first, the first part of this prediction is that Tony Ferguson finishes Khabib Nurmagomedov, and you can write that down. That you can set that in stone. You can tattoo it. Um, I don't give a fuck. Um, 
And I don't mind being wrong on that. Like, I'm not sitting there saying it's like, you know, he's going to shock the world and do it in one round or whatever. It's probably going to happen in the fourth or the fifth, you know, probably by Dar's choke. That's what I think. But um, either way, I do think he gets it done. A lot of people think they're clever with printing like a doctor stoppage because it's in New York. <laughs> so cool. But um, either way, some sort of finish is going to happen. Which, by the way, doctor stoppage would be a finish in my mind. Um, it's a it's a finish to the fight. I believe it counts as a TKO for the victor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but then after that, his first title defense is going to be against Conor McGregor. So that's my prediction. Obviously, for that, um, Conor has to get through those other fights I mentioned, or at least the Cowboy one, uh, which is a which is a tall task in and of itself. But um, that's my prediction, and uh, that's all I got for you. For those uh, bold predictions, if you will. Now, I want to move on to some some resolutions. Um, And because my fucking life is in shambles, um, I recorded this shit like three times. This is like my third or fourth time doing it. Um, I'm only going to talk about stuff as it relates to MMA and the show or whatever. Any sort of resolutions I have for this podcast. Is that um, And normally I don't do um, resolutions. It's something I feel that if you have a, you want to make a change in your life, that can happen anytime. The only thing that like really, I feel like I like waiting for the new year is a good thing is if like you get an idea for something around like mid December, there's like one or two weeks left in December and you're like, you know what? Like if, say if it's like giving up a certain food or whatever, you're like, you know, let me just kind of get it out of my system. We'll go hard for the last weeks or whatever, do a purge and then fucking, you know, start start anew start fresh in 2020 so um that said uh you know i was thinking back on last uh when i did last episode and start doing my prep for this one kind of looking ahead to 2020 and looking back on 2019 um while 2019 was a great year for me in terms of my personal life and everything um i got married best day of my life um also started this podcast which has been amazing. I've connected with a bunch of MMA fans um, around the country, really around the world. You know, I've got listeners in fucking Australia, Bangladesh, Armenia, Hong Kong, Korea, Ireland. And I'm not, if I'm not mentioning anyone, I'm sorry. I'm just, there's literally like 46 countries at this point. But like, I just the fact that I've, I've been able to connect with so many people is awesome. And um, if, I just want to say, like, if you ever hear me say fans... And I don't say MMA fans. I'm meaning MMA fans. I don't mean to say, like, if I address, uh, you know, like, say, oh, this is for the fans or whatever. It's not, like, my fans. Like, I reject that term, dude. Like, I'm more of a fan of you guys than you are of me. I don't like to think I have fans. I just have, you know, this is a community. We're all part of this thing together. Um, That's the way I look at it anyway. So, connected with a bunch of uh, MMA fans, and it's been great. So, uh, in 2020... I want to ignore negativity. Um, just mute the trolls. Just I'm not even gonna respond to that shit. You know, and in fact, as a sign of like a gesture toward that, this may come as a shock to you. I've unblocked McGregor Rousey, that fucking troll who gives me free advertisement. I just realized well, we might as well unblock him so he can see my post about the podcast because <laughs> he loves to say that no one listens, right? So. That's the only time we're going to mention his name ever again. But uh, you know, in 2020, we're just gonna we're just gonna ignore negativity because they look so dumb when they're shouting into the void, dude. It's, just, it's so crazy. Um, so that's what we're gonna do. And um, I guess that's it. I had when I recorded this before. I talked about you know I want to do jujitsu. I had a whole thing about training at Brazilian Top Team Fullerton when I was in LA. So shout out to those guys, uh, 400 East Commonwealth Avenue. If you're in the area, check them out. They do amazing stuff, um, but I um, I rolled with this brown belt when I was there, and um, he was like, let me see how many times I can tap you in three minutes, and I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm up for you getting embarrassed, and um, while I did get embarrassed, I definitely didn't get as as embarrassed as I thought. I'm sure he was holding back. I'm not sitting here thinking he was like going hard on me, but like there was some crazy shit that happened where like he got me in an arm bar, and I kind of did like, you know, the I could, like rolled out of it a little bit, and then he switched to like a figure four on my forearm. And I was like, Oh my God, dude, I tapped so quick. I was like, don't break my fucking arm, dude. So like from that moment, I was just like, I want to learn about jujitsu. This this is a world that I need to be a part of. 
you know, it's like a, it's like mental, spiritual, physical, uh, betterment and, uh, definitely something I want to be a part of. I need in my life. And, uh, so that's it for resolutions guys. Um, and, um, actually, um, next order of business is, um, I have an acceptance speech to play that, uh, didn't make the cut from last week's episode. I said they sent it to me just, uh, after I hit publish, but I said that anyone who didn't, um, get featured or, you know, did their, their clip didn't get sent in or I didn't receive it, you know, you can send it in. So, so I'm happy to play it and I'm, I'm going to extend that to next week as well. Um, since, um, there are no fights to cover, just fights to look ahead to. So we're going to extend that to next week. If anyone wants to send it in, cough, cough, I'm scope. I'm looking at you. Um, otherwise let's hear it. Um, this, uh, this is coming from Mike from WoTV and G from WoTV with the WoCast. If you'll remember, or if you didn't listen, I gave them, um, the award for best coverage and, um, to kind of explain that a little bit, it's just like the coverage that they do on their show in terms of covering the most variety of MMA events and highlighting the most kind of like fighters on, on all different levels in their career, which I think is important. And, um, the coverage in terms of, you know, having G on the ground, getting MMA Twitter in the building at uh, UFC 244 and, um, for UFC Washington DC as well, that shit was amazing. And, um, it's been great um, to see where their show has come. So without further ado, let's hear it from them. I have to say, I don't know about you, G, but I'm actually blown away by this award nomination by Juice. Best coverage, I'm touched by that, considering that, you know, you and I um, working on the WOCast um, are relatively new. I mean, it was only, what, um, June when you actually came on board? And um, I have to say, I, I'm, I'm blown away by this nomination and by this award. You and I both, because like half the time, Mike, I don't even know what I'm doing. I just talk a lot, and I talk to you <laughs> once a week. And I, I, people don't know this, but I WhatsApp you like all day when I'm doing media scrum. Like, what, what do you, what do you think? In my panic and whatnot, and and so to the fact that people like the um, the content that me and you make while under such stress and not knowing what's going on that's pretty awesome and i'm i'm i feel blessed and thank you juice i really really appreciate that because if you only knew <laughs> you see that that kind of like underlines my sentiments it, i mean you're right people don't actually know um the um the swan-like nature that um we're operating on here you know above the surface it seems like everything is kind of like calm and serene but below the surface everything is kind of like manic and we're trying yeah. to you know pull things together and you know especially um the fact that you're based in the states and i'm based in the uk it does mean that things are a little bit hectic sometimes but i am truly truly um humbled by this uh, award best coverage is something which um you know speaks volumes um to you know basically the fact that there are other um, podcasts out there who are equally, as, if not more worthy, but the fact that we're actually able to rock this award, um, you know, does actually warm my heart. Yeah. So thank you, Juice. Thank you, Juice. And thank you guys for sending that in and for, for doing the show. I'm really glad that um, Mike reached out to G to connect and, and uh, do that show and you know, from, from someone who tried to do a show for a year with someone who's just on the opposite coast, uh, you know, three hours time difference, uh, it is really hard to coordinate schedules. So them doing it on even more time difference um, is uh, commendable. And just from what, you know, I love what G said about not being, you know, oh, you may not know, but uh, I'm freaking out or, or behind the scenes things are cra- crazy. Bro, I do know, I do, and that's what makes it so great. What you guys do is that if you've never created content like this, like you don't necessarily know, like from the outside looking in, you may think like, oh, I could do that or whatever. And by all means, if you think you can, then do. But just the work that goes into it is is so, you know, taxing and time consuming and and stressful. So them, you know, coming together to create that show and and provide us with the, with the five week coverage that they did those times was really special and um i'm uh, happy to consider them uh, contemporaries and colleagues so um i'm glad that uh, she noted that because i neglected to mention that last week when i was giving out those awards and um 
as is a tradition or has become tradition anyway to end these segments um, with a positive shout out I would like to, to start that now so uh, this week's positive shout out uh, goes to my girl my soul twin Ashley the MMA nerd and it's funny I, I think she was probably the first person I ever shouted on this podcast other than maybe Leo Zim or, or whatever when I was in the first episode but I definitely mentioned her um, at the end of my first episode saying, you know, I want to check out your podcast and let's, let's keep it going with all this support or whatever. And, uh, you know, over the, over the past almost a year now that I've been doing the show, um, she's become a friend and, uh, I don't like to often use that word with someone that you meet online because, you, you know, you never really know a person that much, but just from the connection that we've made and the conversations we've had, um, you know, I, I value our friendship and um, it, you just been, the, the support is, I'm also almost getting a little choked up here, but I just, I'm, I'm glad to have you as part of uh, our, my community here. And uh, if you guys um, don't already check out her show, definitely do that. Um, if you didn't already hear her acceptance speech from last week, I mean, that should be enough. I mean, that was incredible. Um, I said she should chop it up and use it as the intro uh, for her show. Uh, I definitely think that should be a thing, but anyways, um, you know, want us to not send the love to her and, um, really anyone listening to, to both of our shows because, uh, you guys are the real MVPs and that wraps this thing up here, uh, for this segment. So let's now take a break and we'll get into some news tidbits and we're back. All right, now let's get into some little fun uh, tidbits this is mostly matchups. Uh, although the first first thing I have, this isn't really news, but it just sort of fits to put it in here. Um, I got a request from uh, Jimmy the Drunk. He sent me this video um, of, I think it's from the the Platinum Princess, her YouTube channel. That's, you know, Mike Perry's now wife. Um, but, um, and by the way, anyone wants my reaction on, on any sort of like content like that, please send it my way, um, unless it's like long as fuck. But I, I definitely enjoy it and I'm happy to include it. Um, but he sent me this video of, uh, Mike Perry cooking with his wife and they're making tacos and it was funny as shit. And they were like, so like not, you know, fucking, I don't know, like totally themselves, you know, like they were just like, uh, like trying to make this video. It was so funny to me. And actually the food looked bomb for some reason. <laughs> they were making tacos and they had this like technique. It's probably not like a, like a you know, groundbreaking thing or whatever. Obviously, they didn't make it up, but it's not, nothing I've heard of before. They, when they make their tortillas, or not make them, but, you know, heat them up, they'll take a small little pan and put some water in there, get it boiling, and then, like, basically boil the tortilla and flip it so that it's, like, crunchy on the outside and soft on the inside, and you can still fold it. And I was like, damn, I got to try that. It looks good as fuck. So, um... It was very informative in that way. But then they were, there's this one point where they like played a game and like Mike Perry was like rolling his eyes at it. And she was like, no, we play this game. He's like, yeah. And then here's what fucking happens. And it was so funny. Like in a weird way, like they deserve each other. Like they're definitely the couple that I expect. Like she's good for him and uh, he's good for her. It's kind of funny to me, but uh, they make me laugh. And they were fucking, like, not handling their dog in, like, a right way. They were, like, holding this big-ass dog up. I was like, dude, he's not feeling that. Whatever you're doing, it was, like, playing with the dog and, like, trying to get him on camera. But it's just, like, this big-ass dog, and they're, like, holding it up. I'm like, guys, dogs don't like to be carried that way. Like, put him the fuck down. It was just goddamn ridiculous. And a lot of time they're, like, backwards at the camera because they didn't know how to set up the phone, camera, or whatever they were using to be, like, um, in front of the stove rather than, you know, behind it. So it was just, it was just made me laugh. I think actually it's old content, but um, hopefully they, they've picked it up. But uh, interesting, interesting stuff. You guys should check it out. And now I'm going to some matchups that uh, were announced that intrigued me. Uh, first order of business, Sean O'Malley making his return against Jose Quinones. I guess uh, February 8th in Houston, UFC 247. I believe this was the same opponent that he was scheduled to when the um, when the USADA violation came up. That little tiny picogram of Osterine or whatever the fuck he had. 
which kept coming up. I wasn't sure if it was like a John Jones like pulsing situation or whatever the hell it was, but our boy was out for a long time, and I missed Sean O'Malley. Um, he says some dumb shit sometimes, but he's fun in the cage, and um, overall he seems like a good dude. Just like, just kind of like not, you know, he's he's a he's growing. He's like twenty something, you know. So the other thing I like about it, by the way, is it seems like whenever um, Sean O'Malley has been fighting, um, or at least they booked him last time. He was supposed to fight in Las Vegas, and the way Sean O'Malley says Las Vegas, dude. It fucking gets under my skin. He's like, Vegas, or something like that. It's like, not Vegas. It's like, Vegas. He's like, yeah, I'm just hanging out in Las Vegas. I'm like, bro, stop. If you if you pronounce Las Vegas that way, I can't fuck with you. I cannot. I think I had a tweet about this a long time ago. I cannot, dude. I can't. So I, I like it for that for that reason. It's, it's a great addition to that Houston card. You know, it's stacked with the John Jones fight, Derek Lewis fight, the Valentina fight. I mean, there's a lot to love about that Houston card. So, so excited for that. And uh, something else that is exciting me is uh, Jorgen DeCastro has just signed to fight Greg Hardy in uh, Columbus, Ohio, March 28th. Now, the reason I love about this is that Jorgen is sort of on the same experience level in terms of MMA fights as Greg. So, if he loses to Jorgen, there's no excuse of like, oh, it was too soon. Like, like the Volkov fight, like if he would have lost that, I mean, he he lost, but it was by decision. Like, if he would have got smoked, it would have been like, oh yeah, he was supposed to get smoked. But this dude, this is like the a guy on your same level, and Jorgen De Castro fucking knocks people out, dude. Um, and he's got these amazing leg kicks, which he didn't even show in his UFC debut. He had these amazing leg kicks on the in the contender series where he just basically like fucking brutalized this guy. And I think he's gonna do that to Greg Hardy. I can't fucking wait. I'm about to see Jorgen decapitate this fool. And um I can't fucking wait. So there's that. And um another fight added to two forty nine, which I believe is the Brooklyn car with Khabib Tony, is uh Jacare moving back down to one eighty five to fight Uriah Hall. Now, Uriah Hall has had his missteps in the UFC, but his last fight against um, Shoeface was great. And um, he showed that he could survive those submissions. That if he can do what he did to Shoeface and, um, you know, beat him up on the feet and uh, survive the submissions, it's going to be a banger of a fight. You know, I think Jacare can win this fight definitely. But um, it's also could be a good fight for Uriah, you know, to get back on track and um, get some get some nice wins under his belt. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then this last one, I guess, is like I thought it was official, but apparently it's not. Although it seems like all but done, like they're about to sign it or something. I think it's been verbally agreed upon. I don't know um, at, as of yet, but um, looks like Tyron Woodley is going to fight Leon Edwards on the headline uh, UFC London. And uh, that London card is shaping up pretty nicely. Um, my Michael from TV actually had a nice tweet about it earlier, outlining all the fights that have been announced. I get the Meatball Molly fight on there. Uh, some really fun fights on there. And do Tyron Woodley um, needs to just get back in there. And to me, this is the perfect fight because if Tyron wins, he has more of a case to get a rematch against Kamaru. And if Leon wins, there's no denying him. Like, at this point, like, I think he has done enough to fight for a title, but um, a lot of people have argued that he needs a really high-profile win. I don't disagree with that. Uh, and this would certainly serve that purpose. So, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely the fight to make, in my opinion. So I'm glad that they're doing it. And it's it's it was the most Woodley thing to, to be like, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, he tweeted out, he's like, I'm not going to, um, or maybe it was just in the article or something, but I remember seeing this thing where he's like, the only way I go overseas is for vacation. I'm not going to fight in London. But uh, then it came out, yep, Tyron's going to fight in London. And I don't know if this is like this trend that the UFC has been doing over the past couple of years, which is they've been announcing fights before they're official to kind of put pressure on the other side to sign. Um, but uh, I, I hope it's it's the real deal because... 
I would very much love to see Tywin Woodley fight Leon Edwards. And um, that's it. That's it, dude. And that is it for this segment as well. So uh, I won't bore you to death with my opinions on um, these coming fights. Let's jump into the forum. All right, without further ado, let's jump right in. Now, these are mostly going to be um, going with the theme of um, of the episode, which is bold predictions for 2020. And um, I, I like doing a themed forum, but I also like to have it be open and random. So, so there are some thing, you know, some submissions in here that are have nothing to do with that, as you'll soon find out. And um, yeah, let's uh, let's kick it off with um, with our man Jim. Juice, what's going on, big guy? Sorry, I haven't been around. It's been real busy, but I'm back, motherfucker. All right, question for you is Woodley and Edwards. What do you think of this fight? I really want Edwards to win. Give me your thoughts. It's always 420, kids. Peace. Love that. It's always 420. You know, uh, for me, this is like... One of the reasons I think it's the perfect fight is because I don't care who wins. Like, I just want to see it. I want to see Woodley uh, get back in there. And I want to see Leon Edwards finally get that that test that he's been looking for. That big name. Um... And uh, it's just it, like it's the perfect fight to make. And it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, um, if if Tyron wins, I'll be happy because I've always liked Tyron. I mean, not always. I was slow to come around. But for the last few years, I've been I've been steady, you know, supporting Tyron Woodley. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to come around on Leon. He still has the personality of uh, like a dead fish. But uh, his fighting skills are legit, and I'm not going to deny him what he's earned, you know. So um, definitely, definitely looking forward to to this fight. If I if I were to have an early prediction, I think Tyrone. Why am I saying Tyrone? Tyron um, stops him maybe late in the fight because I think Tyron's going to come with a chip on his shoulder. Um, but Leon's no joke, you know, he, I could definitely see him, um, outclassing Tyron in a, in a five-run decision. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be a great fight. I hope it's not gonna be a fucking stalemate. You know, I hope they make it an exciting fight, because it definitely, they, the way their styles are, it has sort of a recipe to be, uh, not that exciting, but I really hope, um, yeah, I just, I really hope we get a good fight. All right, uh, this uh, this next one is from our boy Jake. Let's kick it off. Hello, hello, hello. Juicy boy. You want my predictions for 2020? You got them. Number one, Max Holloway will become the featherweight champion once again. Number two, Tony Ferguson goes down as the greatest lightweight of all time after submitting Habib Nurmagomedov in the fourth round via triangle choke. And number three, I go down as the greatest MMA journalist in the history of the entire sport and journalism in general by the end of 2020. There will be more to come. <laughs> yeah. Dude, after I uh, uh, published my last episode and I uh, shout out Rory as being you know, my uh, you know best up-and-coming journalist of, of 2019, Jake was like, how dare you not give me that award? He was so... He took issue with it. So he's calling a shot right now um, for uh, next year's uh, Upcoming Journalist. I like that. I like that. I also like Max regaining his belt. Um, after watching that fight, I don't know how it happens. Um, but I do like it. I definitely want to see Max as champion. And uh, I definitely want to see Tony as champion. You fucking better believe that shit. All right, Juice, yeah, my bold predictions for 2020, man. Um, my first one is um, I think Petrian is going to kick the shit out of Henry Sudo, like kick the t- kick the dog shit out of him. And he's going to he's gonna send him back to wrestling now. He's, he's going to go into the contenders. And then it's going to be um, Sudo versus either Aljamain Sterling or Aldo. And he's going to lose to either one of them. And then it's going to be like 
Petrian versus either Sterling or Aldo by the end of the year. I also think that Stipe Miocic is going to knock out Daniel Cormier again. And then I think he's going to knock out John Jones at the end of the year. He's going to knock out DC in like May. Then he's going to knock out John Jones in about December, maybe November, something like that. I also think Wonderboy is going to get back in title contention. I think he's going to fight Robbie Lawler. <clears throat> and I think he's going to kick the shit out of Robbie Lawler. Then he's going to fight a top five guy, maybe um, maybe Leon Edwards or something. He's going to kick the shit out of Leon Edwards because he already beat Tyrone Woodley twice. Don't at me. Ah, that was Hayden uh, underscore MMA, by the way. Um, some really bold predictions there. Can't say that I want all of them to be true, but I definitely like how he started off with, with Peter Yan kicking the shit out of Henry Cejudo. Kicking the dog shit out of him. Love that. All right, here we go. This is Jake again. Jake coming in with a lot of predictions. Juice, my sweet, sweet boy, Juice. You are the sweetest of boys in the MMA community. Uh, no offense to anyone else out there, but Juice is the sweetest boy out there. My name is Jake from the Generic MMA Podcast, or GMMAP. And uh, I haven't, I still haven't thought of a fucking question because I never think of them before I come onto the forum. Okay, here's here's a weird one. If someone had a gun to the head of Meatball Molly McCann and someone had a gun to the head of Roxanne Modafferi and you had to choose which one got shot and which one lived, who would you pick? And there's no backing out of this. There's no pushing out. I will be listening. And if you don't answer properly, I will shame you on the next podcast. Do I make myself clear? But you're still the sweetest of boys. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, this is my show. And if I want to find a loophole, I'm going to find a loophole. And you know what? In that situation, I volunteer as tribute. I say, take me instead. Lord, take me instead. Save these amazing women, amazing fighters. Roxanne and Meepaw Molly. Take me instead. I'll fucking offer up Macy Barber as tribute. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely don't want to actually see him making those kind of threats. You know, people get real serious about that kind of thing. But yeah, what a fucking shitty question, Jake. <laughs> Never doing that. Only me. Only me gets to get shot, not them. Hey, Juicy Juice. Man of Mayhem here. Happy New Year to you, bud. How about this for a bold prediction? Wonderboy Stephen Thompson gets called in as a late replacement for a welterweight title bout. He wins. 2020 Wonderboy welterweight champion. You heard it here first. See you later, Juice. Oh, I like that. It's kind of in line with uh, with uh, Hayden's prediction. But I like it. I like where this is going. Keep it bold. Keep it fresh. Keep it interesting. Sound like a fucking ad for Subway or something. But uh, shouts to Fabian. Um, Man of Mayhem. Great guy. Oh, another one from Jake. Bold Predictions Part 2. Zabit Magomedsharipov will get knocked the fuck out by the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung. And I I will scream the song Zombie. Fuck. <laughs> so abrupt with the ending, dude. I love everything about that. And the fucking... His dialect has never been more thick. Korean zombie. Knock Zabi the fuck out. And I will scream. Yeah, dude. If uh, if that happens and uh, zombie knocks Zabi the fuck out... I'm going to be like, hit your head, hit your head, zombie, zombie, eh, eh. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Hey, Juice. It's Laura. I hope your surgery went well, and I'm sending you love and good vibes and sprinkles. My only thing for 2020 is I'm on the Francis train. So Francis 2020. Yep. 
All right, I can dig that. I mean, I don't know what you're predicting other than Francis being Francis. I guess maybe predicting uh, beats uh, Jarzinho, which is on the horizon. Uh, and or maybe he's getting another crack at the title. But I like it. And thank you. The surgery did go well. All of recovery is a bitch. I'm not liking it. I'm fucking bedridden and it's the worst. Oh man, this next one. This guy has been such a fucking OG. And um, shouts to you, um, Smokey J, for always being positive and uh, handing these trolls a bunch of L's, dude. Smokey J's the man. Hey there, Juice. Fighting with myself. It's Smokey J here from Australia. I got the fucking flu at the moment, so this is a bit of a struggle, but bear with me. Um, go for something different here, man. We've seen a lot of weird shit happen in 2019 across the UFC. Uh, so I'm just gonna fucking ask, like, one thing you could change in the UFC in 2020, what would that be? Cheers. Bye. Great question and thank you again uh man this is so hard like whenever whenever something comes up whenever like there's a topic i mean this this topic of uh conversation gets thrown around a lot like what would you change about the ufc my the first thing that comes to my mind is the reebok deal because it just takes away from one of the parts i love about mma is just the individuality and the different personalities that they can showcase and uh dude we need to fucking bring back cosplay at the weigh-ins and be more creative on the fucking and cosplay during the walkouts and goddamn sponsors on their shorts. I like how it's a cleaner look. Like I'd rather see more marquee sponsors, like in boxing and stuff like that. Even though I don't like boxing at all, um, but I don't like how there was like a NASCAR vibe. I like, I kind of like that sometimes, I guess. Um, you know, I just I definitely like think like it, the Reebok deal does more harm than good, um, and uh, yeah. It, it's it's just something that I would like to see go away, um, or at least um, maybe get a different sponsor who's like, yeah, wear whatever you want. Just maybe throw our logo as well, um, who's a uniform sponsor, because um, that that would be huge. That would be huge, um, and you know it also helps fighter pay because can give us the sponsors. And um, you know, there's some arguments to say the Reebok deal helps, like the you know bottom tier like ten and ten fighters who don't have a, as big a name to get those big sponsorships. Yeah, still guarantees them some sponsorship, but it definitely cuts out the fucking mid-tier fighters and the and the top-tier fighters to get those big, big sponsorships that they can do in cage, which are huge. And it just takes away... The main thing for me is it takes away from the individuality of the fighters, which is really, like, what I want to see more of. I want to see fighters being able to be themselves. You know, I want to see uh, Angela Hill doing fucking Sagat and uh, other, other fucking Street Fighter shit at the weigh-ins. I want to see Roxy doing... Um, the Power Ranger stuff and the My Hero Academia and uh, fucking Dragon Ball Z shit. I want to see all of that. I want to see uh, Izzy doing some Naruto shit up there. I want to see all of that, dude. And we don't get that with this Reebok deal. It sucks. Fucking A. Love you, Smokey J. What's up, Fighting With Myself podcast? It's your boy. I say dude a lot. Um, so many predictions. My big one is Khabib mops up Tony. I think we all know that's coming. Even you, in your heart of hearts, choose. Uh, mostly I just want to say Happy New Year. Hope you're in good spirits, good health. What's up, everybody? MMA Twitter. What's happening? DM crew, what's happening? Uh, Happy New Year. Oh, y'all. Hope the year's starting off great for everyone. I'm super stoned. Hope you all have a wonderful Sunday. Ah, uh, God, I love that guy. And no, I don't know it in my heart of hearts that Habib Ops up Tony. What I know in my heart of hearts, not only my heart of hearts, my heart of heart of hearts, not only my heart of heart of hearts, my heart of heart of heart of hearts is that Tony is going to be Habib. I feel it in my plums. I can't. I can't think about anything else 
other than Tony beating Khabib. Fucking A. Oh man, I'm so excited to play this one. Here we go. Homo FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is from the man, the myth, the legend, mixed a doo doo, mixed a man. He, uh, he commented on one of my posts. There's a little backstory for this homo FOMO thing. He commented on one of my posts. I think I said, um, I think the post was, I want to see less football tweets on the timeline. Like, I need the UFC to be back because I'm seeing a lot of football tweets on the timeline. Which is fine, by the way. Like, I like to bitch about it because it's kind of my thing. But, like, do you? Like, I'm, you can watch whatever you want to watch. I'm just not interested in it. Right? Um, but um, he said something about, like, he regretted seeing, like, like a group of guys, uh, like, in, like, a gang situation or whatever. And I was just like, would you say it was a FOMO situation? Or dare I say, homo-fomo? And shouts to my man LT Speaks says, you know, you just coined the fucking phrase of the year. So I tweeted out, I said, that's the new phrase in 2020, and we're going with it. And this fucking account, which I didn't know existed, apparently it's a new account called Quickipedia. Like, I, I have no idea if we know this person or who said this out. They said, this is a new term, <laughs> and they had the definition of homo-fomo. Like, fear of missing out on things for fear they might be considered homosexual or whatever and tagged both of us and i thought it was amazing so homo fomo <laughs> man that's i just i'm I just like buzzing from that like that that fucking happened even though it's like not a thing it is a thing in my mind all right this is another one from a man harry andrews Hello, Juice. This is Harry Andrew in my best Porsche voice for you. And Joe Box, as promised. I mean, it's a bit late and I'm very sorry about that, but, you know, these things can't be helped. So, predictions for 2020. Well, my first and only MMA-related prediction in terms of fighting is that I believe is Conor McGregor may get TKO'd for the first time in the UFC. Now, I don't believe this will happen against Cerrone in a couple of weeks' time, but I do believe this may happen against Jorge or Kamaru if those fights do materialise, which I hope they don't, as there's plenty of other ways to deserve that title fight. Kovkov, Leon Edwards uh, above him. So that is my prediction for 2020. It's not very wild, but, you know, it would be great to see. Unless you're a Connor Stan, of course. Now, my other prediction is that I'll be going to my first MMA event once the tickets go on sale for UFC London. I'll be going to that live. Now, if anyone's going from Newcastle area in England, I will be driving down. So, you know, you may be able to get a lift if I like you. Um, apart from that, Juice, I hope the surgery goes okay and I hope you recover well. I had surgery last year on a shattered kneecap after playing rugby. Very, very painful. And I hope... Your recovery is a lot more easy and nicer than mine was. Love the pod as always. Ta-ta for now, TTFN. Dude, I love this guy's messages. Harry Andrews is the shit. Shout out to that guy. And um, hope uh, hope your first UFC event goes well. Um, definitely stay watching that, um, that uh, time and day when they're going to, you know, pre-sale goes on sale. I think those tickets are going to go quick. I've seen a lot of people on, on MMA Twitter talking about they want to go to that as their first event. A lot of people are, are hyped about it. So I think those tickets are going to sell out quick. There's another bowl prediction for you as well. I think UFC London sells out in a day. How about that? Fucking A. All right. This next order of business... I like saying that, by the way. That's a new thing. I'm going to say next order of business. This is from Jimmy the Drunk. Um, sent me a little uh, tweet earlier in the week. Thought this was cool. Um, I said, Oleksiychuk versus Krut is booked for February 22nd. And then Kralov versus Walker is on for March 14th. He says, I get the feeling the two winners will face off this summer and one is in the title mix. 
Who wins this mini tournament? I'm going with Lord Michael Oleksiechuk. And man, that's a that's a I guess that's kind of a bold prediction. I guess it kind of falls in line uh, with with the theme. And um, I gotta I gotta agree. Um, now, if you know Krug gets past Oleksiechuk, that in my opinion is um, a feather in his cap because uh, Michael Oleksiechuk has a similar style to. Um, Misha Serganov, who we just got submitted by, although Oleksiechuk has heavier hands and uh, more of a pressure style, which could play into Krut's game. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how that fight plays out. But uh, other than that, I do think um, Nikita Karlov is going to beat Johnny Walker um, if that's really going down. And uh, you know what? I think maybe Nikita Karlov comes out on top of that. It's so hard. Those are all. That, that's a fun... Even though it's probably not intentional, um, it's a fun little mini tournament at light heavyweight that, that the UFC has got uh, booked up for us next year. Um, I believe uh, the Crute fight is happening in UFC Auckland, and uh, the Krylov Walker fight is in UFC Brasilia. So, wow. Wow, great, great fight. And, wow, we got some amazing predictions from... My man, Raging Sweet Potato. Can't wait to read these. He says, My bold predictions for 2020. Smokey J and Ollie Ra do a weedless Wednesday. Realize that they don't actually like it anymore and go full straight edge, becoming Instagram health and wellness influencers, focusing on perennium sunning. I say do a lot. We'll swing wildly to the left. Realize the word dude is a tool of the patriarchy and go full on SJW, championing for the right to identify as a vampire. God bless you. Joe Bloggs will develop an obsession with the Beatles' yellow submarine, buy a used Obron-class sub from the British government, convert it into a tiny home, and start calling in with, It's me from under the sea, Joe Bloggs 74. Ha! Punk Rock Dad and the Champ will have a video go viral, be guests on Ellen, Get their own development deal. Forget all about us and go corporate when they reach 1 million plus followers. Phil the MMA dude will finally snap from the internal guilt and reveal that he is actually a hardcore John Jones stan, sending shockwaves to MMA Twitter for at least 20 minutes. And I meant to read this in my best Mike from Woe TV impersonation. Says, Mike from Woe TV will eat beans on toast and enjoy it, saying, maybe it's not prison food. And finally, Pixie Dust will overcome her hatred of speaking on camera, take a full heel turn, and create the most successful angry MMA reaction videos channel we have ever seen. Wow, I'm so here for all of those, dude. Those are amazing. <laughs> I mean, maybe not all of them, so we're like, you know. Definitely don't want uh, Smokey J and Ali Ra to do perennium sunning. But uh, fucking hey, this made me laugh so hard when I read these. If we get a fucking message from Joe Bloggs being like, it's me from under the sea, that would make me so <laughs> happy. Uh, shout out to Raiden Sweep Tail, you're the man. And those are it for um, voice questions and random submissions. Now let's move on to the Twitter forum. Got some great ones from you guys this week, and uh, can't wait to get to them. So this first uh, this first question is from MMA Mental. It's at Scotland underscore MMA. By the way, you guys should definitely follow this guy. He's always fucking positive and uh, just a really cool guy. And always is like all of his tweets. He'll put like a little picture or a video to kind of go along with it, which I think is cool. It's definitely at least a unique style. Of tweeting, I can definitely appreciate that. You know, it's like Kairos has his like video replies. This guy has, uh, you know, put a little picture or a video clip that's kind of related to that. Um, he says, "Do you think that Cannoneer will beat Whitaker?" As I do, sadly, I feel Till was a better matchup for the Reaper. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I think I think Rob can beat him. Uh, now Cannoneer is kind of my dark horse in that division. I think he possesses a lot of tools and just like raw athleticism. And like just willingness to, not willingness, but like, I don't know, aptitude for learning with regards to new techniques. Like he's come leaps and bounds since his UFC debut. Um, and so I think I think he's awesome. But Rob, I think is just, 
like he really is like the second best middleweight in the world other than Izzy right now. Um, you know, he would be the best, but Izzy did get the best of him. So, I mean, you can say 1A and 1B. I definitely don't want to put him down, but um, I, I think uh, Whitaker's toolbox is going to be on full display um, against Cannoneer. All right, this next prediction is from Jimmy the Drunk at Paroli Proud. He says, Uriah Hall beats Jacare via TKO, wins two more afterwards, and earns a title shot late 2020 or early 2021. I like that. I, I, it's sort of in line with what I said when I talked about that fight. Um, I can see it happening. Um, it's definitely a stacked division. You know, I think if he gets past Jacare, they might going to set up the um, Edmund Shabazian fight, you know, between Edmund and Uriah, although Edmund probably wants to get in there sooner since he, he last fought, uh, I think, in MSG in November. So he probably wants to get in before then. But, uh, yeah, that's a tough division to, to get um, get a towel shot in, actually. Uh, and this next one is from Mixed Marshall Mav at Mav Gore. says, Izzy submits Yoel. There, I said it. And God bless you for saying it. Yeah, if they make that fight... I don't know if he submits him, but I definitely think he beats him, and I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes him, to be honest. Even though Yoel's like the toughest motherfucker out there, um, I just think um, Izzy's approach to striking is is different than anyone else's. And um, Yoel's like plod forward style is just going to play right into Izzy's game. Um, this next question is from Blake at Woolman7242. And this is another guy you should definitely follow. He's so positive all the time. I uh, love this guy. Uh, he says, prediction for 2020, Cody, no love Garbrandt, gets back into title contention with at least two wins. I like it. I like it. And then he says, question, is it Tony time yet? Hell yeah. Do whatever fucking the Habib stands repeat that line from Habib where he was like, nobody talk about Tony time. I'm like, guess what? I talk about Tony time. And dude, my fucking, the guy, um, Imposter Edits, made this uh, awesome edit for Tony Time. <laughs> I love it. So definitely check his shit out too. All right, this next person from Jake Stanard. That's at 19MMASnake92. Another guy who's, who's always uh, been positive online. He said, not that I necessarily want to see it happen, but DC beats Miochik uh, if they book a trilogy bout. I like I like where you go with that. Although, for me, like DC is the kind of athlete who can learn from his mistakes and uh, game plans really well. I think he threw out his game plan in the Stipe uh, rematch. He got too cocky and let his hands down. I was getting hit with those fucking nasty body shots from Stipe. Like from what I saw from Stipe in that fight, I'm like, okay, definitely he wins the trilogy. But in thinking about DC as um, a martial artist and the way he game plans, I could see him being as well. Like that's why I think the trilogy kind of needs to happen, because it really is like to determine who's the best heavyweight of all time. Like they're kind of one and one now. Um, damn, I like that fight. But now I don't want to see it because I like both guys. Fuck. All right, this next one is from at Witty Tag Two. Um, it's MMA comics, funny movies. He says, McGregor is going down, and it's not even on Dylan. <laughs> Dude. By the way, a little spoiler for um, the week after the, um, the, or the episode right after the, uh, the, the, when I put a uh in there, the Connor, the Connor, <laughs> the Cerrone fight, uh, January 19th, the Sunday after when I record, I got a fucking amazing song uh, for that fight, and it doesn't matter the result. It's going to be definitely about them, but uh, the way I've structured it, it can, it can go either way, and I can adjust the lyrics, so I can't wait for that episode to record that. And um, I don't disagree with you. I think Cowboy can get it done. And that, my babies, concludes the forum. I guess when there's um, when there's no fights, I don't like to be as active, and that's fine. I appreciate anyone who sent anything in, and I always appreciate anyone who does in the past. And uh, so that that uh, concludes this segment. And now uh, I will give you a little taste of what's to come next week. So next week, we are going to talk about trends in MMA. Good ones, 
bad ones, things that I like, things that I would like to see become a trend, even if it's not one, just things that I would like to see in the landscape of MMA. But um, not too many of that because that kind of is all, all, almost in line with predictions. Um, but it's just sort of, I want to give my thoughts on some things I'd like to see happen in MMA. But mostly I want to talk about the trends that I think should die and uh, some of the trends that are emerging, uh, which is going to be fun. Uh, so I want to hear your trends. And, uh, you know, we can kind of uh, open it up to um, to be about whatever. You know, we can have a kind of random crazy form as well. But uh, it'd be cool if you guys send in some trends as well. Uh, things that you like, things that you dislike. You know, so uh, let's get that started for next week. And um, thank you for listening. You can follow me on social media at FWM underscore pod. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you fuck with me as a person, you can follow me at Aaronish Jackson on Twitter. Um, that's where I spend most of my time online on Twitter. Because uh, the FWM pod is just for promotion now. It's we're kind of keeping it in its own little universe. Um, so there's that. And uh, as always, thank you to anyone who supports me. And uh, if you're ever going through anything, you know, and you need someone to talk to, please feel free to reach out. Um, and likewise, if you see someone who you think maybe um, going through a hard time, you reach out because they might not be able to. And uh, that said, good night and good fights. Even though I don't have any. Oh.